for our thinking about missions, missions around the world. And I think as we think of this subject, it, it's, invite, it's vitally important to, to God and the cause of Christ around the world. It's, in, it's vitally important to the church, and it's a subject vitally important to God, and it's vitally important to you, to you. The subject we're talking about is missions, missions. And, you know, as we begin to approach this subject today, we look at the heart of missions. Why do men and women choose a life where they'll leave their home, the safety of their environment, their family, dedicate their lives to to serving Christ and to sharing the gospel? The Assemblies of God alone has 2,700 missionaries. 2,700 that are everywhere. They are everywhere. When, when there's a disaster around the world, church, our, and I, I don't want to brag on our church because there's other churches, but I know of our church. When there's disasters around the world, we have boots on the ground there already. If it's in the Philippines or wherever, we're, our, our folks are there already. And, and, but I began to wonder, and, and I think again, and I, I think of our missionaries, and I see what they're doing, and I, I start to wonder, why do these people risk their lives, leave family and friends? I believe God has given them a heart, a heart passion, to extend his love to a world that is lost. And Paul Danielson, next week, he, I ask him what he's going to talk about, and he says, I'm going to talk about the heathen. Who are the heathen? You know, sometimes we, we, we try to kind of soft pedal it, don't we? We want to make everything kind of cool. And we want to be cool. But there are lost people around the world. There are lost people up and down our streets. And, and our missionaries, and hopefully all of us, are taking on that challenge. God so loved the world that he gave. And, and he gave his son. And, and it's almost a picture of, of what we do as, as a part of our missionary commitment of, of giving monies, giving time, giving prayers, sometimes giving trips that we might go on, missions trips. And God's love was not just, you know, just we think of it in kind of that big picture way. It's God loved the world, but he, but he loved he loves America. And, and my prayer is, God bless, if you can, God bless America again. And it's not just for Israel, and it's, but it's besides all that. It's for you and me. God gave his son for you and me to redeem us, to bring us back. God's heart is for people, individuals that he wants to restore to himself that he wants to restore, that reconnect, that restoration that God wants to begin with people seeing God. It begins with people seeing God in a fresh way. God in a fresh way. You know, you start talking today about God, and people just, they have kind of fancy feelings about it, and, and, and it really doesn't connect with them. Uh, but God is more than just a swear word. It's more than just a, a name in a big book that people read now and then. It's a name, more than a name that 
sounding is something hard to describe and hard to comprehend. But it's a name that's connected with a God that created, provides for, and is concerned with people all over the world. Would you bow your heads with me and let's pray. Lord, I just ask that you be with us this morning as we begin to look at the heart of missions and the heart of missionaries. Lord, I I believe that you want to do some special things in this service this morning. I I just believe that you want to tug on our heart in in a new way that we hadn't thought of before. Lord, open up. Open up our hearts to what you want to say. Give us ears to hear. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you turn to Isaiah's book. Isaiah's here with us. And, uh, and I told him, thank you for his book. But it's about the prophet Isaiah. Uh, and uh, the book is, and it's in the sixth chapter. I'd like you to look there, please. And if you have your five millimeter mechanical pencil, something to take notes on. Do you have your iPhones? If you have some electronic device that can bring it up, that is good. But I'd like you to to look at this with me. Isaiah chapter 6. I'm going to start reading at verse 1, if you'd follow along with me. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook. And the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the king. My, my, my. And my eyes have seen the king, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here Am I? Send me. You know, when I I look at this, it, it gives me goosebumps every time I read it. When we see this, we, we can, have, and it's probably been preached in this very room many, many times. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. I saw the Lord. You know, and and that's part of what I want to encourage us to do is to take a fresh look at who God is. 
In this particular case, he was seated on a throne. He was high and lifted up. The train of his robe filled the temple. Above him the seraphs, they were crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. And at the sound of their voices, the doorpost and threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. I like that. I like the smoke, as you probably well know. Uh, but it was an amazing time. It was an amazing time. And as Isaiah was there, observing the holy, holy God, he, Isaiah, saw himself as he was. Woe, woe to me. I am ruined, for I am an, a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. If that isn't today, we live in a land, a land among people with unclean lips, doing lots of crazy things, but sometimes we forget, church, that we need to look at ourselves, too. And Isaiah, when he saw the holiness of God, he said, woe is me. That came out of his lips first. Then he recognized that there were other people that were of the same condition. But then... Notice what happens next, and I'm just skimming over this first part. Uh, then one of the seraphs flew to me with the live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, and your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. If that isn't a picture of freedom, he who the Son sets free, John, is free indeed. You see, when we go to God and we say, woe is me, then he is willing to take the coal from the altar and touch our lips and say to us, your sins, are, your, your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. And when we receive that forgiveness, our lives need to be different. Right, Mary? Good to see you here. And when we receive that forgiveness, our lives are different, our priorities are different, and our passions are different. But in this story, it didn't stop there. He looked at it, he saw the, the, the majesty and the power of God and uh, who he was, and he began to realize who he was. And then the Lord said to him, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Isaiah, Isaiah was ready to be sent he said, send me. Missionaries around the world and for years and years have been and are presently on the front lines, church. And they have said to God, I'm willing to go. Ken Saka and his family, I'm willing to go. 
And they said yes. And I think a picture of, of this isn't any more powerfully illustrated than the lives of five missionary families that went to the nation of Ecuador, knowing full well the dangers. The name, many of us remember of this group, was Jim Elliott. But there were others. One, of them, one was a missionary pilot named Nate Saint. Nate's son, Steve, reminds us a little bit of the story of this group. Can you imagine living on the edge of a gigantic national park as big as the continental United States with millions of square miles of rivers for fishing and forests for hunting? I grew up in a land of adventure called the Amazon jungle. Life was so good. My dad was my hero. He was a jungle pilot who could fly airplanes and fix them, build houses, weld, make go-karts. And you know what? Best of all, he was going to teach me to do all those things, too. That's what I lived for. What You know, I can leave that here. Just say the word. Good boy. Get it in the airplane. Yes, that's it. Sun is? 93 million miles. You know that that's a fraction of how much your daddy loves you? Does the world only attack? Can you defend yourself? Will you use your guns? Son, we can't shoot the Wadani. They're not ready for heaven. We are. You promise me one thing. Just one. One thing. Sound like your mother. If you get in a jam, a real jam, promise me you'll say these words to them. What words? The Wabadani words. They mean, I am your friend. Your sincere friend. Ua Bia Unumba. Ua Bia Unumba. Ua Bia Unumba. 
right? Acts chapter 1, verse 8, was a verse that Jesus gave to, to his disciples. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in Judea and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. You see, the New Testament disciples, they were really the first missionaries. And they saw the life of Christ. They saw the death of Christ. They saw the resurrection of Christ. And they heard their assignment. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Over time, the names and the places have changed. But the mission is still the same. The book of Acts tells the story of how it began. And not knowing what they would find, these, these original disciples went out to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. But other missionaries, years later, had their heart passion to reach this tribe in the jungles of Ecuador. The story continues. Gentlemen! We got company. Mira Java. Mira, Mira Java. Mira Java. Abare Bia Java. Ed. My name is Ed. What is your name? 
samabu banaka apana nita punua. Bajumana samabu. Panamu ne tedi te pune da chichara tedi. Maybe her name is really, really long. Panamu te tedi le mula pusi da wain te pula. Panamu te tedi le tita pune da chichara tedi. And the would be, did you catch that? Yes. But... It's interesting as you look at the passion of these early missionaries in Ecuador. They realized that Jesus shed his blood and died to accomplish this wonderful uh, redemption that we have. His death mattered. And it was for our salvation. Jesus knew the price he would have to pay. He counted the cost, and he did it. He paid it. He was in Gethsemane, sweating drops of blood, knowing the price he would pay. And he goes to the cross, nevertheless, because he loves, he saves, he heals. That's the Jesus that we serve. And he says to us, if you want to be my disciple, you need to follow me and be willing to endure at least a measure of what I've endured these missionaries in Ecuador were going to pay the price. Я не была.
these missionaries knew the price that they might have to pay for presenting the gospel, giving out the gospel, being a disciple, being a missionary. Being a Christian isn't about being comfortable, having everything cool. The missionaries knew they may have to pay with their lives, and as did the disciples. As we did some research this week, we were looking at some of the, the 12 disciples, and Andrew was crucified on an X-shaped cross. Bartholomew preached in India and then was crucified with his head downward. James, stoned to death in Jerusalem. The other James uh, was killed by Herod, beheaded. Simon Peter, crucified under Nero. Philip, crucified. Thomas was speared as he was a missionary in India. Simon Thaddeus. You see, the, the missionaries and, and these disciples, they, their role model, their model for living wasn't a TV evangelist. It wasn't, a, well, it wasn't even other missionaries. Their original, the, the disciples were looking at their model as Jesus Christ who gave himself. Gave himself. The God-man who laid down his life for the lives of mankind, for you and me. The God-man who took a beating but could have called 10,000 angels. The group was, this group of missionaries were similar to Isaiah, I believe, because they saw the Lord. They saw the condition, their condition. They received forgiveness and they received their assignment. Here am I, send me. And as you know, some of you are familiar with this story. The wives, many of the wives, even after their husbands were killed, went back to serve in Ecuador and to, to love on the people there. One of the, one of the younger people went to, to live with one of the missionary families. And then she wanted to go back. And she wanted to explain again why the missionaries didn't defend themselves when the man took his gun and shot in the air to try to scare them instead of shooting one. And instead, they, these men, and she wanted to remind these tribal people of the love that these missionaries had for them. And she went back to the tribe. talk about returning to her tribe so that they would know that not all foreigners kill. Menangia duab. Bedia de se si da wa dani rama wara karea we kongina. Ejira bia mia beate. Wasa da wasida. Ejubia be sita. Anjira bia penani karea. Baritua ewarite. 
the words that were spoken in that last line, last clip, I want to just remind you, why did the missionaries not shoot the tribesmen? They came to tell you, Wagani has a son. He was speared, but he didn't spear back. So the people spearing him would one day live well. You know, church, I I believe, and obviously we're not going to all go to Ecuador. We can't. There may be some that are are hearing this today that may go to some place. The missionary uh, that is going to be speaking to us next week, Brian May, he has five children. He's not just a college graduate from last week. And he's professional. He's, he is a, a civil engineer making good money, but God has said, you need to put that aside and go to the mission field, and he'll talk a little bit about it, but Acts eight could hardly be clearer. And it was not just for the disciples, it's for us. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Church, I believe that means Steubenville. That means the valley. That means the extended Ohio, West Virginia. Some of you may be Pennsylvania. Could be the state. Could be the nation. Could be the world. And it is the world. We are witnesses to the, all to them. And, and, and our mission field, church, our mission field, for you and for me, it, it might be to go. And it might be to be a missionary that is touching lives here in the valley. It might be the missionary handing out an invitation card and saying, hey, God loves you, and we'd love to have you at our church because we'll love you and help you back into relationship with God. And it could be that kind of missionary. It could be that your mission field is to give in addition to those others. But it needs to be to pray. Jim Elliott, has one of his famous quotes, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He is no fool that gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Amy Carmichael said, missionary life is is simply a chance to die. Are we willing to be a missionary today, church? Are we willing to be a missionary to Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth, a missionary to our valley, a missionary to our extended valley, our states, our country, our world. You see, our, the, really the, the, the passion of this church needs to be beyond just filling these church, these seats, but the mark of a great church, according to Mike Satura, is not in its seating capacity, but in its sending capacity. And we can be a part of it. We can be a part of it. Some of you in this room, I believe, will be some of those missionaries 
that we go out someplace around the world. I'd like you to bow your heads with me, please. I'd love for you to kind of spin the hard drive of your mind and start looking at yourself. God has called you to be a missionary in one way or another. And again, it can be as simple as reaching out to your people that you meet with an invitation card. It can mean giving. It can be praying. But God wants you to be a missionary. So I think we need to kind of look at ourselves. How are we doing? Does your life make a difference? Does it count? Are you serving? Are you giving? Are you pouring out yourself? What kind of legacy will you leave? Does it really matter how you are living? Is is it making a difference? God doesn't want us just to accept him as our savior and then kind of go about our tasks normally as we would have otherwise. God wants us to make a difference. God wants us to change. Sing it with me, that chorus, Nick. Take me Sing it one more time, Nick. Take me, mold me, use me, fill me. I give my life to the Father's As I've looked at this and worked on this message this morning, um, it has moved me, church. I sometimes wish I was 20 again. I wish I was 40 again. Because I'd, I'd like to say, God, I'm ready. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? How, do, how can I make a difference for you, God? And, and not, you know, my life has been good and, and we've had wonderful ministry opportunities. But I don't care how old we are, church. God has got a place for you to touch lives, to change lives today. 
And we can do it in those ways that we talked about. We can, uh, and, and some of you, and I'm going to ask in a minute, if there are some of you that are here in this room, it says, I believe there's maybe a full-time call on my life to be a missionary for Jesus, to go where he tells me to go. But if not full-time ministry out into the world or in a, in a ministry like that, I believe God is saying to some of us, we can be a better witness. We can reach out. We can make a difference in this world. Because there is a heaven to gain. And there is, church, a hell. Don't ever forget it. And the people that we meet at Walmart and wherever that, that don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, they're going to go to hell. And, it's, and people around the world, it's going to be the same for them too. And, and we can't win everybody, but we can at least offer to people around us. We can, we can put in an invitation there. We can give. We can pray. Would you bow your heads again with me? I, I want to, if, if there is some in this room that feel like God is, could be calling you to something, some type of ministry, I want to just pray with you before we go. And uh, I believe this can be a special time for you if you just uh, allow your faith Allow your commitment, your trust in God to, to take you through. Would you raise your hand if this is what you might be thinking? God has a special plan. I see that hand. I see that hand. Would you stand? I see that hand. Lord, as we see the price that was paid by five missionaries, five missionary men. And then I see the price paid by the families, the wives, the children. The price that they paid. But as they have looked back on it, I think they laid their life down willingly Because, Jesus, that's the way you did it. That's the way you did it for us. To redeem us, to reconnect us with the almighty creator God. Lord, just allow us to always be able to see you in the way that Isaiah saw you high and lifted up. Train filled the temple with, with people calling out, holy, holy is the Lord. And Lord, allow us always to move with, with an attitude, woe is me. And then to understand that our guilt is taken away. But then, God calls out to say, who can I send? And we can say, Lord, Send me. We ask that you just work through our people, work through our church. 
Lord, allow Word of Life Fellowship to be a fellowship and a church that is compassionate and, and embracing to this valley. Doesn't matter color of skin, it doesn't matter amount of money in a checkbook. Allow us to, to reach out across this valley in love and your love, your heart. And Lord, I ask that you just allow us to, to be missionaries. Protect us this week, oh God, as we go out. Keep your hedge of protection around us. Bring us back safely for the next appointed time here, but also give us anointing and power as we reach out to this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Would you, if, if there are those that